And now, a word from our sponsor, Modern Artifice. Just another day in New Dice City, a metropolis mired in corruption and crime. Can a new hero roll out to save the innocent? Give me all your dice. Oh, someone help me, please. Stop right there. Who are you supposed to be? Dice Master. Before you hurt that innocent citizen, I'll have to ask you for a robbery check. Shit, dice roll. Oh, no, a natural one. Looks like you really crit the bet on this one. Kablow. Oh. You saved me, Dice Master. How do you do it? I get all my dice from Modern Artifice. They're high-end, stylized dice sets give me everything I need to keep rolling smoothly. So head on over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Modern Artifice and fill up your utility belt today. Another day saved thanks to Modern Artifice. Use our discount code GOON10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Modern Artifice, for your one-stop shop for magical merchandise and nerdy novelties. Dear Father Winter, This year, I would like a little raincoat for Tallyho, because it is so yucky here in Barovia. And I would like a new outfit for Pasha, because he's been wearing that nightshirt for a really long time and starting to get gross. I think overalls would be really good for him, because they're good for gardening. For Sasha, I would like a squeaky toy. For Kaz, I would like a really cool fur coat that's not made out of wolves. For Drogar, I would like some more cinnamon and then maybe some more spices to put in the oatmeal. And for Artemis, I would really like just for Maliki to say hi. I don't know if that's something that you have the power to do, but if you can, can you please tell the Way Warden hello for me and happy Yuletide. And my wish this Yuletide is that next year we're all spending it together in Emily. Okay, thank you. Dear Father Winter, I would like to think that I've been a reasonably good dragon this year, and uh, if it's not too much trouble, I would like to ask for some gifts for my friends. Uh, let's see. For Winnie, I would like a new stuffed moorbounder for her, uh, so that she has a friend for her tally-ho. For Gaz... Perhaps a, a whetstone so that she might sharpen her blades. For Artemis, a brand new bowstring so that he can let his arrows fly with ever more grace. For Pasha, perhaps some seeds. Some seeds so that he might plant some ever-growing forests. Oh, and, uh, and for me, Father Winter, if it's not too much trouble, just a little jar of cinnamon. Thank you. Dear Father Winter, I've never heard of you or Yuletide before. I hope that doesn't mean I'm on your bad list. I'm sure my friends are, and so here's what I want for them. For Winnie, a few more earrings. I'll help her pierce her ears a couple more times. I think people take her more seriously with earrings. For Artemis, a long stick so he can poke things that look dangerous from far away. And treats for Sasha. For Drogar, a big empty book so he can write down all of his stories and also remember which ones he's told us already. For Pasha, a big walking stick like shepherds use. He doesn't like to fight, so he wouldn't think of it as a weapon, but I'd feel better knowing he could use it to hit anything that attacked him. And I want a javelin like Artemis's arrow that comes back when I call it. Javelins are expensive here. Also, just warning you, maybe instead of coming down the chimney, you could just leave stuff outside of wherever we're sleeping. I sleep with a spear and I'm really jumpy lately. Happy Yuletide, I guess. Okay, bye. Dear Father Winter, I know there is still a lot of bad in the world, but there is also a lot of good. My friends have helped me stay in the light, even in these dark days. For Yuletide, I'd like to ask for this to be the year I can finally set down my bow, but I know that time has not yet come. Instead, I would like to ask you to watch over my two young companions, Winnie and Pasha, for they have seen too many horrors in their young lives. They deserve a happy and peaceful life, 
so they may regain some of the youthful joy that has been stolen from them. I will do whatever I can to help fulfill this wish. I hope you will aid me in this as well. Hello, Father Winter. My name is Pasha. It's nice to meet you. I'm sorry I never wrote you a letter before. I didn't know how to write or that you existed. But Winnie has been helping me learn my letters, so now I can. You know Winnie from before. She's really fun. I bet she's on the top of your nice list, number one. Anyway, for Yuletide, if it's not too much trouble, I would like a sheep. Since everybody rescued me, I have discovered that I really like having friends. And I think a sheep would make another good friend. Plus, then I could use its cloud fur to make everybody pants as a thank you for saving me. I'll make you some pants too, as a thank you for the sheep. Your friend, Pasha. Hey Dungeoneers, just wanted to take this opportunity to wish you a happy holidays from all of us goons. We have a lot of exciting things planned for the new year that we can't wait to share with you. And your support means the whole world to us. So thanks again, Dungeoneers, and take your holidays with advantage. When last we left our heroes, making their way to the Abbey, they were greeted by Otto and Siegfried two of the Chimeran denizens who dwelt therein. After doing what they do, Otto and Ziggy welcomed them inside where at long last our heroes met the abbot. Hosting them for a meal, our heroes learned of the abbot's coming to Barovia, his battles with Strahd, and his new plan to set the valley free, namely the Silka. Skeptical, our heroes left the abbot to seek out another visitor to the abbey in the library. They found her, or perhaps it would be more accurate to say she found them, and she gave a very strong welcome. Can the abbot be trusted? And who is this mysterious woman searching the library? Find out now on the Strahdcast. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Shuffle off this mortal coil and transport yourselves to the far, foggy realm of Barovia. Why don't we just dive right back in? Oh boy. With... Who are you? What are you doing here? Answer immediately, your friend is going to get a little haircut. Jorgar's hand is right next to this woman's face. Okay, I wasn't sure what that sound was. <laughs> and, there is, and there is a fourth level guiding bolt charge. Just oh. like... You think you can blast my head off before I cut his throat? Easy, friend. We're all here for the same reason. And what reason might that be? To defeat the devil. Well said, Artemis. Perhaps this lovely young lady would remove the knife from my friend's throat. Perhaps the cranky old dragon would remove his hand from my face. I think we can all lower our weapons and have a civilized conversation. Drogar. She like does like a twirl of her hand and like sticks the knife back into its uh, sheath and she releases uh, her legs and you notice Artemis. <laughs> Wait, just for the visual, her legs are wrapped around Artemis's neck, neck yeah. and he she's on his shoulders and this knife is being brandished. Well, if, a, thus. if well, so the way a hurricane Rana typically plays out mm -hmm. is that uh, from the back or the front, either way, the attacker wraps their thighs around the uh, the victim's head 
and then swings their upper body down using the momentum to flip the victim over. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that at this point she's like straddling him on the ground. I'm thinking a lot of things that I don't want to say right now. <laughs> I'm going to say them for you. For research purposes, uh, is she facing forward or from the back? We'll say that the way that they sort of ended uh -huh. up is she was like, Artemis's head was like against her belly mm -hmm. and she had her legs wrapped around his neck. Wow. I'm gonna go take a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Artemis is so ready get, to so stay here. Spray bottle. <laughs> uh, Artemis is ready to stay here and yeah. never leave Barovia. I'm gonna and, hold action. <laughs> all right, boys. I'm so sorry. She brings the knife back out. <laughs> you put us on the same side of the table. Roll for yams. Uh, yeah, so she puts, she puts the knife away and she releases her legs. And as she does so, you notice Artemis one of them felt very cool against your throat. And you hear the sort of like whizzing of clockwork and gears. Oh, as, 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 as she releases her legs, one of them from the knee down is metal and mechanical. Wow. Oh. Mm -hmm. okay. Trigger sees this and is just like, what is this contraption you have upon your foot? And she like, <laughs> and she, you know, like she has like, like what the foot is healed and a dagger comes out of the ankle. What? And she just holds it. I don't want to knock this beer over, but she it's just okay. like, and puts it right up to your throat. And, and Drogar just goes, and then he holds it with both hands and he just goes, it's <laughs> just sucking it. Really, really interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, she like releases her legs and like does a tumble back and comes to a standing position. I am sorry about that. You never know with uh, what kind of character you're going to come across in a land like this. Artemis shaking off a blush. It's like nothing to apologize for. It's understandable. You are enemies of the devil. Mm -hmm. How yep. can I be sure? <sighs> Well, where do we start? We could tell you so many stories. Perhaps how we uh, recently sent his bride screaming through the ether back to his castle. Oh, I'll pull out Anastraya's skull mask from my bag. Cool. Ah. And I'll just show that to her. She extends a hand and takes it. Ah, uh, yes, I have seen this before. <gasps> you have? Is the, the mask of the little one, mm -hmm. yes? All right. I'm more convinced, but people in this valley trust too much. They are under the yoke of an eternal psychopath, and still they trust too easily. I am not so foolish as them. She hands the mask back to you. How do you kill a vampire? She crosses her arms and kind of leans up against one of the bookshelves. If you are, at, if you, you me intend to kill him as you claim, you should know. We'd love to know. I kind of just assumed I would Can punch him. Can you ever roll uh, like a? Either a religion or like a history as to like what he's learned sure. over the ages from yeah. where he comes from. It might sure. be different here, but yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of things I have that are like not, not a lot. Uh, that's a 15 DM. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know the basics like stake through the heart. Right. So you know that a bit. Well, and as you've learned from the brides, you know right. their bodies can be destroyed in a myriad way of right. ways. Mm -hmm. But in order to finish the job, they need to be. Um, there are a lot of things that can harm them. Running water hurts them, mm -hmm. um, and their bodies can be damaged in a myriad of ways. But to kill them outright, you know that you need to drive a stake through their hearts while they lay in the coffins that they sleep in during the day. Well, well. Your name is... Answer the question first, and maybe we'll get to that later. Oh. 
Pardon me for trying to be polite. From my experience over the ages, driving a stake through the heart of the beast while they lay asleep in the coffin. All right, seems you know a few things about killing monsters. What brings you here? I think I've earned your name now. You'll know you've earned it when I give it to you. Why did no one tell me about this stake through the heart thing? <laughs> oh, dang! Did Rictavio know that? What did you say? Did... Do you know... Do you know our friend Rictavio? He's a friend of ours. He lives in Velaki with us. Which we've liberated. How do you know Rictavio? You are allies with this Rictavio? Mm-hmm. Unless that's bad. We are... <laughs> Unless you, wait for it, really hate that guy. <laughs> Uh... <laughs> know him. That bastard taught me everything I know. Turned me into the most deadly creature in this valley, except perhaps maybe the devil himself. I know he's a right old bastard. Why? Hmm. Why? What do you mean, why? He turned me into a weapon, which is useful enough, I am sure, but I can't help but wonder that there wasn't an easier way than to throw me into the wild without food or shelter, to let me starve in the cold for weeks on end, blind me and throw me into a den of, of horrifying monsters just so that I can find my own way out, who drill me day and night, make me punch sheer walls until my knuckles bleed so that they may become iron that can pierce through all armor. He turned me into a weapon, all right, and now that's all I am. Two questions. One, did he teach you that move with the thighs and the flippy thing? No, that one I worked on myself. Very impressive. Question number two, do you know him by any other names? Oh, good call. Nice guy. He is very fond of dreaming up aliases for himself. I'm sure there are any number he could go by. Such as? Well, in my day, he went by Patchwork, Samson, Striker, Cloud, Smoke, Gunderson. Pick your favorite. Huh. That's cool. Really peculiar. Where did you meet him? Where were you living when all this was happening? He killed my family. He killed your family? Yes. Why? That you'll have to ask him about. But enough of these things. I have revealed enough already. If you are allies of that man, you are no friend of mine. We are allies in the fight against Strahd. We had no knowing. He's here? In this valley now? No, he's in Vlaki. That's in this valley. Oh, yes, yes. He is here. <laughs> yes. I thought you meant this valley. Wild <laughs> <laughs> area trees. <laughs> this old brain of mine. Well, if you are such... Chummy acquaintances with him. I'm sure he will be more than happy to tell you, to recount to you the gruesome tale of my upbringing. But for now, I have not time to gossip and gab with some naysayers who wandered into this abbey. I have business to be about. Okay, then we have a question. Are you looking for the book about how Strahd got his powers? Rictavio turned you onto this, I am sure. Actually, no. One by not. the name of Dmitri. Mardikov. The winemaker? Mm-hmm. Mm. The oldest son. They've been here since before the devil came, so it makes sense. Their family would have some knowledge of this place. What did he tell you about it? 
Not a whole lot. He's look. He's been looking all over for it. Maybe it can teach us something that might help us destroy the devil. He thought that this might be the place that it was. Are you looking for that too? Neither I am. Personally, I believe that is the only way to destroy the devil. May just be. Of course, it could all be a wild goose chase. It could, but... I've been led on more than one in my time. Well, so in your time, have you seen the Locky liberated and Lady Vokta stricken down? Indeed, I have not. Have you seen uh, the wine returned? No, I have uh, understood that the casks have run dry in the city, so to speak. I would urge you to look again. Oh, is that right? That is correct. Your doing? Our doing. Quite an impressive list of accolades, if it's true. Might I be uh, so kind as to introduce myself and my companions? Oh, at last, manners, please. Uh, um, I'm, hi, I'm Kaz Lay Arthro. Kaz Lay Arthro. Just Kaz, most of the time. Short and simple, I like it. Me too. Uh, Berserker Queen, maybe? Is that my title now? I believe it is, Kaz. Okay. Berserker Queen. Lovely titles. Goodness, your reputation grows by the minute. I'm Winnie. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, humility at last. Artemis will do a deep bow. <laughs> Artemis Silver Bow. At your service. Be careful, you're liable to bump your nose on your knee. Just showing proper respect. Well, there are worse ways. And you, oh, bringer of wines, liberator of cities. I would like to correct. I did not say I did it alone, but that Mike. The hell he did. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. No, just saying you had help is all. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's yeah, great. No, yeah, great. <laughs> did I miss something? Did I miss something? <laughs> I angrily agree. <laughs> I'm Drew Stonebreath. Very well. You have given me the power of your names. I suppose there is not too much risk in giving you mine back, especially if we are to be allies, as you so claim. You may call me Esmeralda <gasps> Lavanair. Ooh. This is what she looks like. Wow. Mm, I'm in love. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you are. She looks pretty cool. Did you grow up here? What an interesting question. My people are from here, though I did not grow up as such. Oh. Is she Vistani? Are you, are you from the Vistani people? Again, I am not in the habit of handing out personal information to ones I have just met and, um, well, beaten so easily. How did you, you get your leg to do that? Well, uh, I got it taken off by a werewolf <gasps> and I got it put it back on by... Well, a very uh, a uh, gnomish fellow who is very handy with a pair of pliers. Did this gnomish guy, he made that? Indeed he did. Wow! Wow! I was going to say, I have seen such stuff in the dwarven cities, but nothing as intricate as that. Oh, please, you're going to make me blush. It is rather handy, after all, and comes with several accessories I find quite liking to my taste. Where is this gnomish guy? Far away from here and quite out of reach, I'm afraid. Hmm. Where were you before you came here? We heard you just got here a couple days ago. Before I came to the Abbey. Mm -hmm. Making my way across the valley, trying to find ways to undo the devil's hold on this place. I seek his death. And if it is so true that you do as well, our causes very well may be aligned. Though, whether you are trustworthy, I still retain in judgment. 
What would you need for us to prove our trustworthiness? Time, Master Drogar. Very well, then time it shall be. But for the meantime, let us aid you in looking for this tomb. Yes, the tomb. Do you have a description? There are many books here. I have much more than that. Saint Markovia, as the legend goes, absconded with it when she led her failed rebellion on the castle so long ago and hid it in the abbey, I believe. And she kind of like looks around and gestures to the library around it. This place holds more than just knowledge. Mm. Great secrets. I believe this to be the resting place of the wayward tomb. But I cannot locate it. And she reaches into her uh, jacket pocket and brings out a small notebook. I believe the clues to the location lie in here, but I cannot translate it. I believe there is a cipher I would need to translate the contents inside. Yet, alas, the cipher evades my grasp. Hmm. This cipher? Any idea where it might be? No, I have interrogated the abbot, but he seems rather cagey on the subject. I believe it could very well be hidden somewhere in these voluminous stacks of books, but it has so far eluded my searchings. The journal of St. Markovia, I believe, is useless without the cipher. Might I look on the journal? That I think I will hold for now, at least until the cipher comes into our possession. A cipher? Like, what is a cipher? Like, a cipher is like just a piece of paper with notes on it? Or it's like a thing? Well, you see, Winnie, a cipher in many terms <laughs> is a translation for something, or, or perhaps a code that you would use when you... Oh, I'm sorry, you were asking her. Does he do that often? My apologies. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that, I was... <laughs> K knows about ciphers. Kaz certainly doesn't. Yeah. K's most familiar cipher would be the Caesar's cipher, which yeah. is where you assign a number to each letter of the alphabet and then phase shift it by 13. A becomes M, and like B becomes mm. what's after M, N, etc. Mm -hmm. It's that. It's, yeah, it's sort of like a, a, a transcription assigning one value to another. And if you have that, you can sort of decode uh, a hidden message. I misspoke. It's not always 13. It is a number. Hmm. I think of it as a key that will unlock the true meaning of what is of the contents of this journal. How the heck do you find that? If you don't even know what it like looks like? It would be a list of values, maybe words, maybe letters, maybe numbers, uh, that would allow you to translate. But all my efforts to try and ascertain its location from the abbot have failed. Perhaps, with your clearly abundant charms, you could work a bit more out of him than I have been able to. Hmm. Well, it seems that the abbot and our party disagree on some ways of delivering the light to the people of this valley. Mm, I'm liking you more by the minute. But more importantly, the magic that he uses on the people that he claims to save. It is not the light, it is something else. It is twisted. Yes, the poor souls he has tending the gardens and fetching the water and opening the doors. How does he do that? That, I cannot say. You cannot say or you do not know? Pick one. Can't or won't. <laughs> Should Is it under your shortage. impression that he does have the cipher and he's just not giving it to you? I cannot say for sure. He is hard to read. If he doesn't have it, I believe the cipher itself may be hidden somewhere in these stacks. And I will continue my search, but I cannot say for sure at this moment. Is there anything you, that we could do? We have some magic here. Anything you think would help? At this moment, I am not sure. It may very well be that it is hidden elsewhere in the abbey. Perhaps you could search the grounds in some way. 
Drogar wants to detect magic on the way. Sure. For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn the school of magic, if any. Mm. And it is concentration up to 10 minutes, so you could perhaps mm -hmm. cast it and like walk around for 10 So Drogar is going to do that. Drogar is going to just do a... He's going to go... Perhaps I can find something that you cannot. Perhaps. I think it's astonishingly unlikely, but please, by all means. <laughs> so Drogar will cast Detect Magic and will walk the route of the bookcases mm -hmm. and just see if anything at all pops up to it. Sure, yeah. Casting or doing it, because uh, this is also a ritual, so you could do it as a ritual spell. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna concentration it up to ten minutes and walk. Concentrate. It'll be concentration either way. It's just uh, if you you can either cast it using a spell slot or if you do it as a ritual, it'll take ten minutes. Ten, ten minutes. minutes to do. Yeah, it'll take ten minutes to cast, but then you don't have to expend a spell slot. Let me do it as a ritual. Sure. So Drogar sits down on his knees and he goes, oh, "By the light, it's been a long time since I've done this." He pulls out a journal and he pulls out a piece of chalk. <laughs> 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 Dear me, and he flips it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> RMS leans in there as Morale and goes, this, this may take a while. <laughs> While we're waiting, what's yeah. what's your deal? <laughs> so, are you seeing anybody right now? What are you doing tomorrow night? Uh, and, and Drogar does that very like full metal alchemist like and puts his hands on the ground and it just his hands start to glow and then mm -hmm. he just walks around the bookcases wow. and just <gasps> detects magic. Cool. Winnie was like watching that very closely. She's never ritual casted anything ever and was just like watching all this go down. And I'll follow behind, I'll trail behind you while you detect. And, and as Drogar is detecting, he goes, you see Winnie, when you have more time, you expend less magic in the process. Mm -hmm. Now, as we have been in the course of battle, we cannot take the time that is needed. We must expend the magic as it comes to us. But in this situation, well, well I don't know Esmeralda, but I think we're fairly safe with the four of us. I don't mind <laughs> taking my time. What does it feel like when you're detecting? It is, is it like you're getting hotter and you're getting colder? <laughs> it is like you are in the dark. There is a faint light at the edge. And as you walk toward it, it gets brighter. Anything getting brighter? Not yet. So yeah, as you so as you uh, complete your ritual, Drogar, and the the sort of aura of um, of detection, you sort of reach out with your spirit, so to speak, and uh, uh, try and touch the tendrils of magic that that may exist around you. Uh, you actually kind of get this comfortable, familiar upswell as the familiar warmth of holy magic. Um, touches your consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's not any one object in here, but this whole place. It's like just a faint trace. You can tell that this was once a, con a, a concentration and conflagration of the light. Mm -hmm. It was once very strong from this place. Have you ever just like been in a room, you know, maybe a concert hall or something, after the music stops, the air still kind of like rings? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. It's just like that echo, that faint, like the, vi the, the air is still vibrating from the leftover energy of what came before. Uh, other than that, you do not detect anything particular or specific. And he kind of like runs his hands over the last bookcase and he, and he stops and he just goes... 
The light is very powerful here, Winnie. It's like an echo. But there is no magic here that I can tell. And he speaks up to Esmeralda. Mm. If yes. the book is here, it does not have any arcane essence about it. This whole place used to be a repository of, of the light before the devil came here. You hear the stories of my people traveling through these lands, bringing their wares and goods to the Zenobians long before the devil came. Wondrous things they told of. We still sing the songs of those times, of the Zenobians and their rainbow hair. Mm. But what, that is long gone. What have I told you that Zenobia is coming back? What do you mean? We have toiled and troubled much in this land since we have come. And the greatest of our accomplishments is that Velaki is now a free city. I would call you naive. Well, our alliances that we have made between the Berserkers and Davian and Dimitri and Erwin and it's small still, but there's a resistance building in Vlaki. We defeated Lady Walker, and for a moment I could see the sky. She strides across the room up to you, Drogar, and gets like right up in your face, and just kind of like, something weird happens. She walks up to you, and she looks into your eyes, and you see for a moment this like strange, like flame ripple across her irises. And she, as she's like locking eyes with you. I see no lie in your eyes. Though whether what you say is true, or you're just stupid enough to believe it, I still cannot tell. I have been here a long time, and I have seen much, and I think the fight has gone out of these people. You say they turn to resistance again. I'll believe it when I see it. Travel to Balaki and see it for yourself. The secret was wine. <laughs> She's not wrong. Get people drunk enough, you can convince them to do all sorts of stupid things. And sometimes they're right. <laughs> you are a curious bunch. I think that your error is thinking that we are ordinary, for we are anything but. We're weird. <laughs> and single. <laughs> and what? While this conversation is going on, I want to be walking around, like, looking for any seams in the wall or anything, or, like, oh, secret bookcases. So, okay, like, you'll yeah, just hear, yeah, like, yeah. chimed in from across the library. <laughs> and single! Single, single, single! Do you say that? Yes! <laughs> Roll for but, like, initiative! I want to do it, like, kind of, like, offhand, like, as I'm, like, rubbing my hand, like, on the wall, like, looking for a seam or something, like... Uh, give me an investigation check. <laughs> Running my hand. Get a constitution saving throw. It's, it's throw. suggestive to women. Bye. <laughs> um, Not great. <laughs> <laughs> investigation, you say. Can I trade you for survival? Oh my god. Uh, no. That's a, that's a six investigation. Uh, so you, you're like moving along the bookshelves, running your hands over them. And as you say, and single, she whips around and lifts up her prosthetic leg and out from the knee bursts the arms of a crossbow. And a bolt fires oh. out of her kneecap and comes to like, as you're putting your hands along the bookshelf, like, boom, right between two of your fingers. <laughs> Drogar sees the knee and just goes, <laughs> I think I would pause and then like look at who's nearest to me. Drogar or Kaz, maybe. I feel like it's probably me just because like these two are conversationalists and I'm. I think I'd look at Kaz and be like, I think I'm in love. 
Yeah, and as, so as he sort of like frees oh there God. with the crossbow bolt, like she like yeah, just like bullseye right between your your searching oh. fingers, uh, and she says, "Oh, oops, thought I saw a spider." <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, pull it out of the wall, the the bolt, and uh, then hand it back to. Her. I think you dropped something. Yes. Your jaw. Oh! <laughs> and he'll just kind of give, give her a bow, slight bow of the head. And then, like, continue on my way, blushing and searching the walls. <laughs> and she, like, and just smacks it back into her. <laughs> Listen, I think I really want this for you. Let's just, like, play it cool for a little bit. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Drugar standing at full height just kind of leans down to his mouth and goes... Be gentle with the poor boy. <laughs> Perhaps there is some truth in what you say. Perhaps I may travel to Wallachie and see what it is you claim I may see, but my work here must be completed first. I have things here well in hand, but if you are allies, if we are to be allies, as you so claim... When we are to be allies. And Drogar kind of gives her a wink. Wens are not but wind. Well, if you had been listening to the wind, you would have heard it shift recently. I suppose I've just been closed up in here for too long, trying to save the valley. Where's St. Markovia now? Long dead. Of, like, normal stuff? I believe one of the lucky ones, yes. The army she brought to the castle was not so fortunate, but she escaped with her life and the tomb, and came back here to live out the rest of her days. Where is her final resting spot? Mm, an astute question. You can find it in the hall below here. Oh. Oh, cool. Maybe we should go there. I would like to see the Saint Markovia. By all means. Have you been down there? Oh, yes, many times. Do you want to show us how to get there? If you are all as accomplished as you make it sound, surely you can find your way on your own. I have much to do here. I will appreciate your help, but I have the library well in hand. Please, do whatever it is you do. And perhaps our stars will cross in the line. Sometimes, working in two different directions, you come round and find each other on the other side. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Well, should you find yourself in Velaki, ask for Dalika. She is the head of the resistance there. Sounds like a fairy tale. But we are already in a land cursed, cast in shadow, ruled over by an evil psychopath. I suppose we're living in a scary story already. We once thought it to be a fairy tale, just as you now. Then it became a reality. I hope what you say is true, but in all my time I have learned better than to hope. It is a drug that can cripple as easy as inspire. Who taught you that? That it cripples rather than inspires? I have learned it through years of hard living. And well-earned lessons. I think we'll leave you to it for now. If you find anything interesting, we'll be around. We would love to help. This has been an unexpected meeting, but an interesting one. I still do not quite trust you yet, but that is my nature. Don't take it personally. We've dealt with worse. (laughs) Being here for as long as you have, I don't doubt it. You should have seen the first time we ran into the berserkers. (laughs) <laughs> right, cows? Those, those uh, scantily clad Japs in the forest to the west Well, when you put it that way <laughs> You're damn right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should also mention that the druids are no longer a problem 
Will your list of accomplishes ne- accomplishments never cease? Well, that's how we, that's how Kaz, I should say, earned the respect of the berserkers. A rustic hearty folk. Good in a fight. Well done. I also tackled straw that one time. That was fun. That was during the dinner. Wait, uh, we still have, we still have, have not, not talked, talked about, about our this. dinners. Mm-hmm. Goodness, oh my. It seems you have many stories to tell. Perhaps if we survive all of this, we can share stories over a glass of this wine you have miraculously returned. We did bring some here to Kresk, which I intend to partake in at some point while we're staying here in Kresk. Which, if you contact the head of the watch, the captain, uh, he'll be sure to give you some of the champagne to distill. Not a bad way to start to test if what you say is true. Now, if you can show us where the, the lead's down to the, the crypt. But <laughs> thank you. She points Drogar. authoritatively. Drogar will give him a bow and just kind of... Careful, old man, don't break something. I'll have you know. <laughs> I'm sure you will have me know a lot. As you say, I will have you know, I grab you by the hand yeah. and start driving. I'll have you know. Has this ever happened to you? Ah, uh-huh, my organs. Sounds like you need a dice trick. Our sponsor, C4 Labs, is the place to get TTRPG accessories for any type of gamer. From dice towers to trays, coasters to computer cases, C4 Labs has what you need. Check out these testimonials from actual goons. As a Valentine's baby, I got the love of my dice, Valentine's Dice Tray. Now life really is like a box of chocolates, and I always know what I'm going to get. It's dice! (laughs) As a man who knows his wood, their walnut top drink coasters with built-in dice holders drives me wall nuts! But that's not all. For added spooky fun, C4 Labs also has a plethora of Call of Cthulhu-themed accessories. Here's Kay, our resident keeper of arcane lore, to tell you all about it. I got the Cthulhu dice tray with matching dice tower. They whisper the secrets of the universe to me while I sleep. So head on over to c4labs.com today and use our special coupon code GOON15 at checkout for a 15% discount code. He's got a new order. G-O-O-N-15 for 15% off your order. C4 Lab. Quality craftsmanship for quality gameplay. Heading to the uh, Saint Markovia's uh, final resting place. Okay. Yeah. As we're as everybody's headed out the door, I'll kind of like ding, 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 and and turn around and is Esmeralda just like has she gone back to looking? She at yeah. Her? She moves back. She moves back to the desk that she uh, was perched over when you first entered, <laughs> um, and and sort of like sloths back in her chair and and brings over another book, picks up a quill dabs it on her tongue and starts like scribbling away. You can hear the scratching of her quill on the parchment is the only sound in the room uh, as you just kind of like crouch there for a moment uh, until you hear uh, her say, she doesn't even pick her eyes back up from the the book that she's looking at. Something else you needed, little one. And and I'll, I'll run back over there really quick. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, Esmeralda, Esmeralda, Esmeralda. <laughs> We have met some people along the way that I have gotten really excited, like they're going to help us out a lot, and and then I have gotten really disappointed, and it, and it makes me so, so sad. And I just wanted to ask you, because our friend Rudy has been really helpful to us for a while, and I just wanted to ask you more about that. I'm, I'm, I, I feel, I feel like scared because he's a really big part of this with us now and he's given us a lot of important information and, and we've been trusting him and 
And then when you find out something bad about somebody that you've been trusting, it doesn't feel good. You are young. There is something you need to learn about disappointment, Winnie. It waits around every corner and behind every pair of eyes. However, do not think of it as a loss. She picks her head up from her book and kind of swivels around in her chair and like puts her elbows on her knees and kind of leans down to look at you. Every time you find it and manage to hold on to yourself, it's a victory. Wear those lessons learned like armor and nothing can ever hurt you. I don't think I'm very good at that yet. I think you're better than you know. Let me answer your question with a question. This Rudy, as you know him, what's he like? He's kind of funny and he's old, but then he's also still really strong. And it's like he's been working on this for so long. It's like he's this rock and this river is like flowing around him. And whoever comes along past this rock that he is, he's like, oh, Maybe you can help. And then he just, it feels like, it feels like we just flowed in his direction. And then he just told us everything that he could that would help us. That's what it, I just feel like ever since he showed us who he was, he hasn't stopped showing us who he is. And, and I like it. I like him. I like who he is. What has he tried to get you to do? He doesn't try to get us to do anything, really. He's just told us stuff that would help us do the things that we're already doing. I think. Well, if what you say is true, it seems he's changed quite a lot in our time apart. I have to wonder what it is that makes you all so special, that he's free and open with you. I'm not trying to change your mind. And I'm not trying to tell you that you don't know what you know. I just want to make sure that I know what I know. <sighs> I wonder if it is not two people we speak of. When was the time then he was told a knife to your throat? How long was that? Many years. How many is many years? This many? More. I don't want to take away the man you knew, young one. I hope he is as you say. Truly I do. Because if so, he would make a far better tutor for you than he was for me. But I hope you will not admonish me for saying, I wish I knew the man you know. Okay, thanks. I'm sorry I made you have bad memories. You didn't. He did. Your light is super cool. I know. <laughs> I'll see you again, yeah? I hope so. Okay. Can you send a message? Not in fact, I can. Okay. Run along. Winnie! <laughs> <laughs> just just Drogar, like, sticking his head back and, like, oh! <laughs> Go on now. I'll run along. Oh, uh, a little one. She picks up her knee. And the the, the the arms of the crossbow come out again, and she just takes the bolt up out of her knee. Saw you admiring it earlier. She kind of like tosses it through the air to you. Saved my skin more than a few times. Okay, thanks. Use the pointy end on the bad guys. I do know that. I know that. I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll run away. <laughs> Put it in my back. All you hear from off screen is, what? God, Willie, what is that you have in your hands? Don't run with that. <laughs> I look away for five minutes and you've got a crossbow. <laughs> so making your way down to the uh, the resting place. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's the floor below uh, this library for the floor that you have entered into. Uh, and you make your way in and the entire... Um, 
room. It's like a cathedral hall. I don't know if anyone's ever been to, you know, like Canterbury Cathedral or, or uh, something of that nature. Yeah. It's a long, open room um, with sort of stained glass windows flanking the sides. And it's, com it's completely empty except for on the far end, this... Um, long, smooth marble tomb. Mm. Behind it, a statue of a woman with a sort of, she sort of got like that Joan of Arc haircut, you know, yeah. with mm. the bangs and the, yeah, 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 kind of like tracing the chin. Um, and she's in like full plate armor. She's got a, a big book in one hand and she's raising a morning star in the other, wow. like above her head. Wow. <laughs> um, and Kruger's like beaming. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and Kaz is too. Like, mm -hmm. fucking badass lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, as, yeah, you sort of make your way up to the tomb, and it's almost like there's an effect in here that's like uh, maybe it's just that the, the, the windows are left like with a little space for air to move through, or you, you can't quite be sure what creates the effect, but it's almost like as you approach the tomb, you sort of just hear a. Like a humming and a chanting as you approach the the grave itself. It's like when you go into the uh, the the temple of time in Ocarina of Time. Yes, where's, <laughs> it's like that. Where's the singing coming from? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. <laughs> well done, everyone. Yeah. Dr Drogar, as we walk in, will kind of just put like a hand on Winnie's back and just be like, this, Winnie, is a tomb shrouded in light. Can you feel the energy in this room? Yeah. Yes. And Drogar will be the first to kind of walk up and, and will, <laughs> will like step up to like the tomb and like drop to a knee and like in Draconic do like a, like a, a prayer of essentially like, you know, a saint who serves the light, you know, I see you, I recognize you, mm -hmm. you know, may you rest, you know, eternal in, in, mm -hmm. in the lights of grace. Mm. As you move towards the, the, the tomb and kneel down and look back up, the way that the windows are displayed behind the statue, uh, at that angle, like kneeling before it and mm -hmm. looking up, at that angle, it creates a sort of halo effect Ugh. around cool. the statue. Ugh! And it mm. almost, like, with the light dancing across it, it almost makes her look alive again. Wow. So cool. So the, the last time we encountered a, a a burial site that made Kaz feel this sense of reverence was the mm. tomb of Kavan. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I think she, it, it's like, it's it's very strange to her that, like, we're in this very, like, cultivated, built environment. Like, the last time it was in nature, and, and that's what, more, what, was, what she's used to. But yeah, just this like this uh, the the respect that she has for like ancestry and the dead just like mm -hmm. overcomes her, and she does something similar. Like she will kneel too, like on two knees, mm -hmm. and just have like that open palm stance that she does when she's like meditating. Absolutely, yeah. I think Artemis is gonna like step up to Drogar and like Drogar kneeling. I imagine is like close to Artemis's height, so I'll kind of mm -hmm. like put my hand on Drogar's shoulder, and as he does that, Artemis will like finger the. The amber and then and then I'd like to then walk up to the statue and like look around like maybe at the book mm -hmm. and just look for signs of something being hidden here mm -hmm. that maybe they uh, hid great. that yes. page. Great, yes. great, great. While uh, everybody's doing that, I go to the foot end of the tomb and I give it a hug. 
I'm going to hold it like this, and I'll just lay my head on it while everybody's doing their kneeling, and I'll say, oh, talking. Oh, good job. Talking. Oh, talking. <laughs> good job. I love that. Oh, talking. Oh, talking. Everyone, everyone shows reverence in their own way. Winnie, as you hug it, um, it's kind of warm still. Whoa. It feels like a, you know, like a, like if you pick up a rock from a, a beach on a hot day, mm-hmm. you know, like it's been baked with mm-hmm. the sun, like the hot stone massage. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 I'll, yeah. I'll remember the last time I was in a church was in the dream, mm-hmm. and that after I woke up from that dream, meeting the way warden, the the scars on my shoulders were warm to the touch, mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of feel like the warmth of something, just something being a present there and letting you know it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always, hmm. no matter how dark things get. Uh, Artemis, give me an investigation check, <gasps> which we know is your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no! Hey, what'd you get? Six on the die, so that's a seven. <laughs> Plus one. Okay, so you're sort of investigating the book that the statue is holding. That one would hand. be like where I would start, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's got it like, you know, like in the crook of her arm out to one side, and then she's got mm-hmm. the morning star held aloft. So you are sort of looking at the front of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you notice on the front of the book, there is a sort of symbol like a sun with a, a, a an almost like gemstone at the center of it. Mm. Um that is painted very faintly, like the color has been worn over time, perhaps. But it's a very faint, sort of ruby color, and that's emblazoned on the um, the, the the facade of the book. Um, and you begin to maybe inspect more closely, or or or, or look over more of the statue when uh, a voice sort of cuts through the air. She was beautiful, wasn't she? And you kind of turn your head and see the abbot standing at the far end of the hall. That she was. And we hope to honor her memory. Drogar stands. It is her memory that brought me to this place as well. I hoped to carry the torch that she did all those years ago. Alas, I was not fit for the task. Well, maybe you're fit to help us complete that task. Maybe you are help fit to help me. As long as we accomplish the same goal, doesn't matter to me who lands the final blow. Ah, well said. Have you enjoyed your time in the Abbey? So far it has been pleasant. It been a break from the darkness that shrouds this land. I had long hoped it would become a, a place of safety and renewal for the people of this valley. Yet they turned their eyes from it, suspicious for one reason or another. I suspect the fell workings of the devil himself, turning the people from a, what might be a safe haven for them, cloud their eyes, turn their sight. I think, Sir Abbott, the people are more concerned with the magic that enshrouds the people that stay here. They do not understand what it is they have become. Yes, it is most unfortunate. Though, as I said, the horrible disease that afflicted them, I could think of no other way to save their lives. I know they come off a bit rough-spun, but they are good folk. You have seen that yourself, I hope. What was the disease? ate their flesh, poisoned their minds. They were not much more than groveling husks of flesh when they came here. At least I've given them a life to live, a second chance. How do you do this? Where do you get the animal parts? How do you do what you do? 
I am gifted by the same force that bestows your power, young one, and you, Master Drogar, indeed, that which brings life to all corners of the world, the light. How do you decide what animals go into helping what person? Oh, I didn't decide, so to speak. It was more a question of what was on hand. What is on hand? Where are these animals? You ask many questions. An inquisitive and curious mind is a gift indeed. But please, friends, we've discussed, we've spoken enough of dark things for today. Let us turn our attentions to light affair. I do hope you shall accept my invitation to stay the evening here with me. It will be a most safe respite for you all. Before we rest for the night in the presence of the saint, do you have any knowledge of this cipher that can help us decode the journal that may? Cipher? Decode? I'm afraid I don't know what you speak. Can I roll a, uh, an insight to see if he's lying to me or not? Sure. Who am I? Alan Turing? <laughs> oh, Tyler! Oh, no! <laughs> We've had so few die rolls tonight. They've all been bad. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have good insight. That's an eight. Yeah. You, you're trying to read his expression, but you kind of get lost in his eyes. He's very handsome. <laughs> God damn it, those devilish good looks! So huh? then I lose my train of thought and I say, Did I tell you I'm single? Artemis <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. knows not the time! So, so, uh, I don't know. I feel t I feel tempted to do the same, knowing that a he's not my type, and b that I'm that I'm just listening. I'm not watching him. Sure, go ahead. Oh, the plus one, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. It's hard to judge. Uh, he uh, he seems genuine to you. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like the voice that's creeping in. I'm like, I like, I, I feel like he comes in and I recognize his voice immediately, and I'm just like. Uh, like, I'm, I'm over this guy. I'm just having this moment. I'm trying to have this moment with St. Markovia, and I'm just, like, listening to what he's saying. Mm -hmm. and, and... Yeah, you can't quite tell. Like, and, and in fact, all of you, like, as you try to read more into this individual, it's like, you know, maybe, like, Barovia has been taking a toll on you a little bit. Maybe mm -hmm. you are are growing a little suspicious and, and bitter, having seen so many horrible things here. He does genuinely seem like he wants to help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, he seems like he's given up. He seems useless. Mm. Like to Kaz, he's just like, all right, do what you're going to do, but you're he's not going to help us. Just trying a different so. way. Mm. Yeah. While they're all talking about this, I'm going to just take a little walk just around the tomb and, and just kind of run my hand over it. I'm just, I'm kind of keeping my eyes peeled too for any text anywhere. On the tome, on the tomb, on the itself. tomb itself. I keep going back. <laughs> I, I have introduced a tome and a tomb in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Is the abbot's name Tom? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh! Tom, the tome man tomb maker. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, uh, that, joke makes my stomach, uh, that joke makes my stomach hurt. I need a Tums. No, no. <laughs> Tom it right now. <laughs> this is too much. Hey! <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. Okay. Uh, uh, you find on the tome. The tomb. tomb. The tomb. <laughs> The same thing you saw inscribed on the plaque at the front of the abbey. Ah, yeah. The, okay. the light Made thing. her like cure all ills. Hmm. 
Uh, seeing that, I'll turn to the abbot and say, Is this how she cured people's ills? Turning them into animal creatures? Well, I cannot rightly say. She was operating at a time when the devil had had less time to infect his sinister malfeasance on this land. Perhaps she was able to work more miracles than I. Hmm. What time is it? We will say at this point the sun is starting to get low. I think when he's sleepy. The hour grows late, friends, and it has been a... I am sure you have had quite a trying time. Please, do come rest. Lay your heads here. It will be a respite for you. You are not forced to stay here by any means. I simply want to extend an invitation. Oh, look at everybody. I, yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't feel in any danger here. Mm -hmm. I feel a little, I feel like it's a little bit of a downer, mm -hmm. but I'm not in danger. Mm -hmm. Where do we sleep? I'm so glad you asked. Vasilka has been setting, a, uh, has fetched fresh linens and prepared a suite for all of you. I'm sure they smell like lilacs and lavender. <laughs> Please do come this way. I'm sure it'll be the best sleep of my life and I'll resent it for months. <laughs> Um, he leads you uh, again through sort of the wings of the abbey to a guest room. Uh, and coming in, indeed, like fine beds are laid out for you with like feather pillows, uh, silken sheets, and there are in fact like flower petals like oh, laid across gracious. the... And as you're, as you're walking in, oh, Vasilka is sort God. of like scattering the last of the petals, <laughs> which gives a nice, a, a pleasant fragrance to the room. And as you enter into the room, she like... Uh, uh, finishes her work and then gives you a, a deep bow. I hope you will find your accommodations pleasant. This is wonderful. Thank you. Uh, most welcome. I am always prepared to do whatever I can to make our guests as happy as can be. Good, good job, Basilka. Great, great work. <laughs> Tell me, Basilka, were those that are creatures, the ones upstairs, were they once guests of yours as well? You, you mean those the master has saved? Yes. Well, indeed, they have been in residence here for many a day. They are content, satisfied, even, with their lot. They are kept busy, well-fed. They lead a pleasant life that suits them fine. This is, like, a really uh, big question, Vesilka. Did you ever have this sickness that everybody else had? No. Thankfully, I was spared the same illness, but I am a humble servant to the master nonetheless. Did you did you come here just looking for him, or did you come here with him? He brought me here. Very well, Vesoka. Thank you. That will be all. If there is anything else you need, please. And she uh, kind of like extends a hand. Next to the door that you came through, there's a small golden bell on a pillow. Please, uh, just... Ring it, and I shall attend to your needs. <gasps> Vasilka, do you have, like, comfy jammies? I or, like, nightgown or something? I can see what I can fetch from the linen closet, yes. Okay. Let me see what I can rustle up for you. Is there anything else you'll be needing? That will be all. Well, as I say, if there is anything else you need, and she kind of crosses the room and picks up the bell, just give me a ring. And she rings it, and a necklace around <gasps> her neck rings in unison with oh. the bell. Ugh. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it a lot. 
And she goes, uh, bows deeply and goes. How many beds are there? Well, there are six in the room, so plenty for all of you. Okay. Great. Artemis is going to lean into Drogar and say, where do you think Esmeralda's sleeping? (laughs) (laughs) Why, are you planning on joining her? Uh, I mean, if she'll have me. I mean, (laughs) no, of course not. My dear boy, she tried to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You say kill, I say thrill. Dear friend, there are quite subtleties that you should learn if you're going to approach women in this sense. Maybe. As for one, dodge the arrow. <laughs> it didn't hit me. It seemed like she was flirting. I don't know. I returned it to her. Flirting. Flirting, he says. <laughs> Well, I'll be sure to pray for your soul. <laughs> As this conversation is happening in the background, Winnie has chosen the bed closest to the door and is it's the, it, 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 it's the biggest bed she's been in by herself in a while and is tucking Tally Ho in on his own pillow. Aww. He has his own Aww. pillow. <laughs> sure, fuck with my heartstrings. Yeah, right. Artemis sees that and like shakes his head. Is uh, sorry, I said anything and walks away. <laughs> So, uh... Drogar is very suspicious. Drogar is, uh... is pacing. Yeah, I know Artemis definitely wants to set a watch tonight. I, like, I don't want all of us to be sleeping at the same time. Even though I feel safe, um, mm-hmm. I'm okay. suspicious. Are we settling into to bed down? Yeah, I think so. I think Kaz will notice... Kaz would notice Drogar and perhaps Artemis pacing. <laughs> <laughs> and feeling very like Kaz feels very safe here. Kaz mm-hmm. feels safe, but just like put off. Like she's prepared to have the best sleep of her life mm-hmm. and then resent it. <laughs> so I think she sees you guys pacing and just goes, <sighs> Should I take this to mean that you two get the first two watches? No. I will handle the first watch. Artemis will take the second. That's literally what I just said. Alright, number three's on me. Good night. Thump. <laughs> Can I take the first one? Because I really, really want to sleep all through the night. I don't want to have to get up in the middle of the night. Very well, and you may join me if you wish. Old man, you can take the second watch this way. You can get a little more sleep under interrupted. Oh, you don't need to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Winnie first watch, Drogar second. Third. Third. Fourth. Sure. Okay, great. Excellent. Uh, anything else before we go to bed? Pasha is also here. I just I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if he was uh, playing in the I'm, woods. No, I. Well, you brought him in, right? I think. Did we? Did we? Did we? Wait, I, I, <laughs> I know. I can't remember no, if he chose I to play in the woods. Don't feel bad. Right? We all need to be better about remembering where Pasha. I always forget where Sasha is too. <laughs> She's around. Does I think he's taken to uh, turning himself into a bat and sleeping in Sasha's fur. Aww, that's cute. That is cute. Very very cute. Um, Does your girl, whose name I can't find in my five different campaigns now. Esmeralda. Vasilka. Vasilka. Does she come back with a nightgown or jammies? Yes, yes. So as you're like settling in, she does. You hear a a faint, just a very faint. I'll run over and I'll open the door. Mm-hmm. And she has sat upon a pillow, a really lovely, like, high thread count 
like teeny tiny little set of pajamas. <gasps> I believe this must have belonged to uh, an acolyte in days past. Wow. It should it should suit you just splendidly. <gasps> thank you. And she hands it to you. Okay, thank you. That's it. Do you get to go sleep somewhere nice too? Oh yes, my chambers are quite lovely. Thank you. Okay. Okay. See you in the morning. Good night. This bed looks really comfortable. I'm sleeping in the nude. <laughs> Kaz gets naked. Kaz gets um, naked. Take it in, everybody. The thread count feels luxurious upon your naked body. I knew it would. <laughs> and you instantly pass out. I'll change into my nice jammy somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go sit with my tally-ho uh, by the door mm-hmm. to take the first watch. You do so. And the rest of you sort of tuck in. The um, the, the pleasant fragrance you uh, uh, given off by these flower petals is very calming and soothing. It kind of lulls you into a... It, it sort of lulls you off to sleep. And before too long, like almost as soon as your head hits the pillow, uh, y'all conk out. And when do you take the first watch? Wake me up if you get tired. Oh. Once I feel like I have felt everybody in the room fall asleep, I would like to leave. <gasps> oh, oh, fuck! <laughs> I shake my fists angrily at a nightmare I'm having that's unrelated to the current situation. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I would like to try and just take my tally-ho and in my little jammies just sneak out of the door mm-hmm. so is after- this revenge for death house winning <laughs> <laughs> did i argue that she has to make a stealth roll well, let's find out now <laughs> sleep like what are we gonna do so uh after maybe like 20 minutes or so waiting patiently this re yeah the the the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> the aroma of the flower petals really lulls everyone off to sleep, and it's not too long before you hear the the, the booming snores of Drogar, and you know they just <laughs> yeah that uh, yeah you feel pretty confident that uh, after a little while everyone is sort of lulled off to sleep. So yeah, if you want to make me a stealth check at disadvantage to sneak out at of the disadvantage room. or at advantage, I'm sorry. At advantage, because everyone is sleeping. Oh, let me give you my unlucky Sasha die. never sleeps. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. If you'll allow me, I'm just going to roll for everybody. I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't make you roll for me. My passive is like eleven. Okay. Uh, so that's a... Uh, 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 okay, I'm going to give you like the minus ten, because you're all asleep. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say you make it. Okay. I will just slip out of the door and then just really quietly close the door behind me. Okay. You sneaky mom. <laughs> the hour is light. Devil. Mm-hmm. Abby is quiet around you. Okay. I'll cast light on Tallyho's eyes and point them kind of towards the ground as I as I walk, as I try and find my way back um, kind of towards the dining room. Okay. You do so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your tiny, your teeny tiny little feet pitter patter on the stone floors and echo around the chambers as you go. But you move with the sort of like headlights of Tallyho's eyes mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on the lookout before you. Okay. Um, and then I'll try and uh, I'll try and remember from where I am in the dining room where. Vasilka was coming from where she when she was bringing food out. Yeah, there's a staircase off to the side. Okay. Um, that she was going up and down. Okay. And let's say that I have like my little my little bag with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go I'll go and try and find the kitchen or a food store or something. 
Uh, yeah, okay, you make your way off to the, yeah, you make your way off to the kitchen on the, on the side on that same floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I look through the pantries for, uh, I, I don't even know what I'm looking for. For snackies? I'm looking for snackies. <laughs> yeah, you I'm open it up and you find snackies. it, you find it remarkably well provisioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the larders in Barovia, you have come to learn, are not, you know, generally <laughs> very... Are the rolls? Yeah, they, they're not, <laughs> they're not, ex, they're not sort of like, there's not a lot of diversity. But here you find a, a number of like loaves of bread that mm-hmm. seem to be you know well baked and uh, some hearty vegetables that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. um, and even some maybe some like a few strips of like salted meat um, <gasps> okay. that is a set yeah, use something of a delicacy here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll grab this like jungle town. There's all yeah. those like mm-hmm. animals running about. I'll grab any carrots if there's carrots. There are. I'll grab a bunch of carrots mm-hmm. and um, I'll grab a loaf of bread or two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some salted meat. I'm lo- and now I'm looking for um, something for dessert. Uh, uh, okay, give me an investigation. <laughs> okay, something sweet. Yeah. Oh, something sweet. Ah! <laughs> five. Do I have a sweets roll? A five. You find uh, some oatmeal raisin cookies. Dang it! <laughs> 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 What's wrong with oatmeal raisin? It's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I just know no. it's not hers. <laughs> no! It's not chocolate chips. Okay. And then I'll go back down to I'll go back down to the dining room with okay. all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of hang my bag on the back of my chair. And I'll just take off like a little piece of bread and a little piece of carrot. And I'll just hop up in one of the big chairs. And I'll just sit for a little bit. Okay. Alone in the dining room in my nice jammies. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just sit and look around and listen to the quiet and eat my carrot and eat my bread and look at the, the symbol of the morning Lord mm-hmm. that's up in this room. And I'm just gonna, I'm just kind of, I'm feeling emboldened by having met the way warden recently. And I'm feeling just a little bit invincible mm-hmm. and a little bit like, Like, I have so many questions, and I don't know when to ask them, so I'm just going to sit quietly and listen for a little bit. Um, Do I hear anybody moving around? You do. You hear the sort of scraping footsteps and clacking sound (gasps) of uh, Cloven Bellevue. Okay, Okay. I'm going to hop off my chair then, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to... Is there any anywhere I can hide in this room? Sure, yeah, there's a bunch of places. You know, yeah, you could do under the table. There's, like, maybe some, like, cabinets or shelves. Like, okay, pick, pick I'm going to climb up in a cabinet and shut myself <laughs> yeah. in a little cabinet. Like, that would not be normal person-sized. Right. Uh, you do so. Uh, shutting yourself in and sort of peeking out through the the, the crack in the mm-hmm. door. The crack in the door, you see him come into the, um, come into the room. Uh, he's sort of mumbling under his breath. Ungrateful, lazy slug of bitch. Oh, do this, Clover, do that. Take care of the filthy mongrels. Not that they're worth the food we throw them. <laughs> What's that? And he walks over to the table and sees the the items that you brought out and left on the table. Oh. Sneaking, sneaking in the dead of night like the filthy vermin they are. Cloven knows who it is. It was that filthy Otto always scarping off. I'll show him. I'll show him. Wait, 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 wait. You pop out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you, what are you doing here? I got hungry in the middle of the night. I, 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 carrots is my favorite food, and I tried to steal some when we first got here, and I almost got us in really big trouble, and then I found some, and I couldn't help myself. You've broken the rules, little lady. I didn't know that was the rules. No one's allowed to be out in the Abbey after dark. I didn't know that. Ignorance is no excuse from the law. <laughs> okay. We'll have to take you to the master. No! <laughs> and we'll Wait. see what he has to say. I think he'll be rather pleased to see you. Wait, wait, wait. Um, can I take my carrots with me? I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll pack up all my stuff and I will just go with him. Walk this way. <laughs> wait. I had to pee. Where do I do that? Oh, no. There's no time bringing you right to the master. Right to the master. That's where you'll go. Can I just please go back to my bed? I won't eat any more things. I really didn't know I was supposed to get up in the middle of the night. I had really nice jammies, and I really wanted to do a walk around. Give me a persuasion check. Twelve. Cloven never got nice jammies. Cloven <laughs> never got to do a walk around. Cloven never gets to eat snackies after bedtime. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We'll be bringing you right to the master, and we'll see what he has to say about this. Come with me! Cloven only ever gets the oatmeal raisin cookie. <laughs> Damn it! I'm going with him. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> he leads you upstairs. Um, up that flight of stairs where Vasilka, uh, was coming up and down. Mm -hmm. He leads you up the staircase, um, and you uh, uh, make your way up to the uh, uh, a door outside of which now you you see Otto, <gasps> sort of posted sentry outside. Um, and as you make your way up, he like looks up at you, and his eyes kind of go bright, and he like wags his donkey tail. Oh, I remember you. Hey, Otto. Hi, Winnie. Oh, what are you doing out of bed? I was just feeling hungry. I didn't know it was against the rules to get a midnight snack. Oh, I understand. Oh, Cloven, she's a guest and new here. I Surely we can forgive her a little bit for breaking the rules. And he kind of like snaps his, his, his claw and says, That's enough out of you. Your job is not to argue on behalf of the master's guest. Yours is to open the door. Oh, okay. I, I open the door. That's what, that's what I do. Do you open the door all the time? Well, during the day I'm outside. And people don't come to the abbey after dark. So after that I open the door to the master's chamber. When do you sleep? What? When do you sleep? Well, when I find the time. Sleeping ain't what he does. Yes, opening the door, that's your task. Yeah, so do it now already, won't you? Oh, okay. And he opens the door and allows you inside. Inside, a, the, a sort of like rich perfume sense washes over you. It's dimly lit by uh, candles in sconces all across the walls. Huge four-poster bed in one area with bright gold wrappings, sort of like making their way, uh, like draped around the four posters. Vasilka stands in one corner, just standing there. And, the, and you find the abbot uh, sitting at a desk. 
and as you uh, sort of uh, uh, sat over it, um, kind of scratching out some notes on a, on a, on a piece of paper, and as you make your way in, um, Cloven um, uh, uh, um, looks to, uh, uh, says, um, I found this one scarpering around after dark, stealing out of the larder. I thought I'd bring her right to you. You uh, figured would know what to do, master. <laughs> and uh, he holds up a hand and says, Clover, please, while I do admire your enthusiasm, there is no need to treat our guests with such hostility. Winnie here is a very special guest. And he turns around. Won't you sit with me a moment, Winnie? Mm-hmm. I'll go sit wherever. <laughs> he kind of like pulls a chair out for you. And he says, Cloven, you may go. Oh, Master, this is highly irregular. I, I, don't you want to, Cloven? You may go. And he turns and kind of like, you know, yeah. <laughs> the master looks at you, smiling warmly. You know, I believe, young Winnie, there is no such thing as accidents. I had very much hoped we would have had a chance to talk, just you and I. Oh, fuck. Please, won't you sit? I'll up on the, the chair. Tell me, Winnie, you've been in Baroi for some time now. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this place, these people? I think it's the saddest place I've ever been, but... Where I come from, it's not that sad. And I just, I, I can't imagine what kind of, what kind of spirit it takes to keep going in a place like this for as long as people have. Yes, I agree with you. And that's why I think the people here are worthy of being saved. Don't you agree? Yes. Would you like to save them, Winnie? If you could. Yes. You see, victory over an enemy such as Strahd, such as the devil, requires sacrifice. Sacrifice is what is needed to save this place. And if you could give something up to ensure peace to this place, surely you would be willing to do so, yes? I, yes, I it, think so. What would you give? What would any of us give? If, if, if making one small sacrifice from any one individual could, could secure freedom and safety of, uh, uh, of everyone in this valley, uh, would it not be uh, not, not only the right choice, but, but a gift? Well, from what one individual? Well, that's why I am glad you have come, Winnie. I can see that you are very, very special. Little girl. What do you mean? I think I knew the moment you came here, I knew that you may just be the last piece of the puzzle. You see, I, I, I've told you much of Vasilka. She has learned a great deal and come so far, and she's almost ready, almost complete. But there is one piece that I've been missing. You see, Winnie, in order for two to fall in love, their souls must be entwined in unison, touch each other. I believe Vasilka's soul and that of the devils will perfectly entwine, but in order for him to be able to see what she is, he must be able to view her soul. Do you know how that is to be done, Winnie? Do you know how a soul can be viewed? Mm -mm. It is told through the eyes. It is the eyes, Winnie. The eyes are the window to the soul. That is what I need. That's the last piece of the puzzle for Vasilka. The window to her soul. There is a luster to eyes. 
to innocence that cannot be recreated or maintained. It must come fresh from the source. That is why I needed an innocent one, untouched, unburdened by the horrors and rigors of this place. The Baron's daughters, yes, indeed, they would have sufficed. And uh, if only he had brought them here. I, I thought perhaps if they were to fall ill, that would have been reason enough to overcome his superstition, to overcome his insolence, to bring them here. And they could have been the ones. They could have been the sacrifice. But stubborn fool as he was, he let them fall to death and ruin. Oh, what a pity, what a shame. I did not expect him to bring the first, of course, but I thought the second or the third, maybe by then he would have, oh, but I overestimated him. I thought my plans would fall to ruins after that, but then you came with those innocent eyes. Vasilka, and he gestures forward and she steps forward. Vasilka, remove your veil, please. And she does so. And as she brings it up, you begin to see the stitching across her neck, a long, thin sliver held together by ties. And as she raises it up over her face, you see pristine, unbroken porcelain skin, but in her eye sockets, nothing. <gasps> All the pieces to create the perfect bride for Strahd I found in the graves of this abbey and the town below, but I am still missing that last crucial piece. Oh my god. The eyes of an innocent. That is why I am so glad you have come, Winnie. Your eyes can be the last piece of the puzzle. And like binding spring out of the chair no. that you were sitting in and wrap no. across you pinning your arms to your side. I am sorry to have to do this to you. Vasilka, please. She goes over to his desk, pulls out one of the drawers and unrolls like a surgeon's satchel, revealing oh. a number of scalpels, scissors, and other implements. I am sorry that it has come to this, but it must be done. Yes, no, it must. To save this place, to save this valley, it is the only way, yes. Please, it will only hurt but a Wait, moment. wait, 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 wait. This is not the only way. No way. There's as many different ways to defeat Strata as there are people in this valley. And you don't have to take things from people that they don't want to give. That's not, that's not what, say, that's not what a sacrifice, a holy sacrifice is. That's not what a martyr is. Oh, child. I do admire your naivete. Sometimes I wish I could go back to a place where I still held on to it. But this is a hard place, a cruel place. And to overcome it, sacrifices must be made. I am sorry that it has come to this. But fear not, for you can live without eyes. And it'll only hurt but a moment. One moment of pain and you will ensure the freedom of this valley. Hold still, Winnie. I cast freedom of movement on myself. Oh! <gasps> Holy uh, shit! At a girl, Winnie. Holy yes. shit! She prepared it and everything! All right, what is it? She is Let's showing go. you the receipts! <laughs> what is it like? What's it like? Okay, oh. it says that the components are a leather strap bound around the arm or a similar appendage. Oh, shit! So I'm just going to like 
reach like cross arms around myself and grab the bindings that are holding me uh-huh. and I just like I, I close my eyes and I imagine the like rush of air in my lungs that I felt when like the way warden exploded behind me yeah and it's like I feel his the heat of that explosion and the bindings just like burn away in my hands and I just like burst out of the chair and I just start running oh yeah the, the wave of energy as you release mm. the power of this spell it knocks back Vas- Vasilka and even the abbot stumbles back a little bit um, and I think the bindings just go flying off the mm-hmm. metal buckles like ping off the walls one of them strikes him across the uh, across the face mm-hmm. one of them goes flying and strikes him across the face oh and as he turns back to you you see as the hot metal of the of the <gasps> buckle tore away the skin golden scales underneath <gasps> and one wide no! lizard like eye no! young winnie you must behave for your elders now. No. <laughs> Let's cut back over to. No. Um, we cut back to. Okay. Drogar, uh, Artemis, and Kaz. Each of you give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, bro. God. Okay. I can't. I'm going to get sick. I'm proficient, bitch. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know what dice to use. All my dice have been failing. Oh, come on. <laughs> Out of the box, out of the box. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. All right, what do we got? What do we got? Let's, let's start with Artemis. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. What is the constitution? Constitution. Well, with my plus one, that's a three. God. Fuck. Okay, Droga. Damn, natural two. Uh, 17 for okay. Droga. That's a 17 on the die. That's a 23. Yes. Okay. Kaz, you've been having a really pleasant dream. All of you have, in fact. Um, You dream of once again... I bet we have been having a pleasant fucking dream. I'm sure we have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, It ain't right in a place like this. That fucking Zarya was rubbing my feet. (laughs) For sure. Oh, fuck, sure. <laughs> I mean, wait, shit, sorry. <laughs> Tell me what you've been dreaming about. Yes! I think it was that. I think I dream. I was dreaming that fucking Zarya was yeah. rubbing my so, feet. So, Kaz, you are in this, you are like lounging on one of those like big lounge couches. But um, naked. With like berserkers, <laughs> like there are two berserkers like waving palm fronds. One of them is feeding you grapes and Zarya is at the foot of the bed rubbing your feet. And I think the whole time there's this undercurrent of like, this isn't right. Like... Mm-hmm. Like this is not this is not what leadership looks like to Kaz. Mm-hmm. So the whole time this is happening, I think it's it's you know when you're having that dream and you're like mm-hmm. you just actually the 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 movie Mother does oh, a really good job of this. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like you it, it just it so captures that feeling of like being in a dream. It's not a dream mm-hmm. sequence, but but like tr- telling people something and no one's listening to you. Mm-hmm. Where you're just saying like no stop like you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'm your leader, but you're my equal. Stop, mm-hmm. stop this. So you're in this position, laying back on this, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, on this, like, in this lounge, there's like a warm fire roasting. There's like an array of bottles of wine, like circling the room. Zari is like rubbing your feet and talking about, oh, Kazlai, we were so lost before you came. Truly, Kavan chose wisely when he appointed you our new leader. Uh... Is there anything else that we can do for you while you uh, while you are our guest here? And the whole time, I think she just she she just she hears she knows immediately something's wrong. No, Zarya, I 
Stop doing that. This is not what this is supposed to be. Oh, but you've earned it, Cathley. Please, lay your heavy brow down. You're damn right I've earned it, but I don't want this. Yes, Cass. That's it. Who is that? I... Do you hear that? Not I... the wind, Casley. Please, do not lay any more troubles on an on on such broad shoulders that carry so much already. They carry everything, and that's why I have to listen to the voice that is coming into my head. Cas, 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 wake up! And she like she reach she'll reach a hand out and like uh-huh. just hold it against Zarya's cheek. Mm-hmm. And say, now is not the time. Stop this. And she says, "Well, if." Not now. And she blinks. And then her eyes have are like this yellow, this yellow color with these vertical sort of reptilian slits. Then when and you wake up and you wake up and Pasha is standing over you, like throwing his whole weight against your body, trying to shake you awake. Cause wake up! Winnie's gone! Need I remind you all, Kaz is buck naked. <laughs> Yes. yes. She shoots up out of bed, grabs Pasha by the shoulders, and says, Let's find her! Grabs her spear, grabs none of her clothes, yes! runs out the door! Yes! And we'll call it there! Yes! Broadcast features Campbell O'Hare as Winnie, Ned Price Iannacone as Drogar, Kay Divine Jones as Kaz, Tyler Cantor as Artemis, and me, Trevor William Fail, as your DM. Special thanks to some of our top tier patrons Megan Yamamoto, Queen Moon, Tara Mupp, Melanie Koenig, and Sarah Serto. To directly support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash criticalfaildm and subscribe starting at just $5 a month. You'll instantly unlock over 25 Goon-exclusive extended gameplay video clips, including a bunch of episodes of Goon Talk, our patron-only talk show podcast, Kay's keeper notes from our Call of Cthulhu campaign, Madness and Mercy, and so much more, with new stuff being added every week. You'll be sent a code for 15% off everything in our merch store, etsy.com slash shop slash criticalfaildm, where you can still pick up a goon pin button pack featuring adorable art of the party by Rose and Pomegranate. You'll be invited to our private Discord server where all of us goons love to hang out, and you can join play-by-post D&D sessions with The Gaggle, a community of nerds that regularly display levels of kindness and joy I frankly thought impossible on the internet. If you're not ready to support us financially, there are still plenty of ways to help us out. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at CriticalFailDM, binge madness and mercy on our YouTube channel, and join us there every other Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time when we do live listens of new episodes of the Strahdcast. Or rate and leave us a review wherever you like to listen. Thanks, Dungeoneers, and take your day with advantage. <laughs>